This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. The federal government has started a three-month public consultation on updating its cybersecurity strategy. Dave Lewis is with us. He is founder of Liquid Matrix Security Digest. Dave, thanks for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. What's Ottawa trying to do here? <clears throat> well, Ottawa's trying to do something that the previous administration really fell flat when they were trying to uh, get things done. They really didn't do a good job of, you know, harmonizing the security posture for the country. And it's really something that has uh, done a disservice to Canadians in general. And now the current administration is trying to rectify that. In what ways will this affect us? If we use our phone to communicate, if we have home-based internet service at work, this covers all that form of communication, does it not? It does. And one of the problems here is that the potential for abuse that can arise is rather you know, rather significant. Um, we have seen pieces of legislation pop up over the last 10 years where it was more geared towards surveilling people rather than protecting them. And this is one of the reasons that it's incumbent upon security professionals to make sure that we have a, a voice front and center to make sure that they're doing a job of protecting Canadians as opposed to surveilling them. Where are we vulnerable now? Uh, <laughs> everywhere. Um, and it's not the throw of your uncertainty and down to the mix. The real problem here is that by and large, most Canadians don't know how to best secure themselves at home. And from a government perspective, you have disparate uh, ministries that have their own uh, infrastructure, which is slowly being harmonized under a single platform. But unfortunately, that takes time and takes money and takes heavy lifting. So once they get that part, you know, the government level will be in a better position if they have a central point that they can control. But for people at home, they have to do a better job of making sure that, you know, they're patching their computers, that they have firewalls on there of some description or antivirus. How do we compare with other countries? Well, uh, Canadians by and large are far more connected to their uh, to the internet than most other countries. Uh, we were definitely in the top few countries, and from a securities perspective, that's one of the problems. There is again, this is pretty much uniform across the board. People are generally not security conscious when it comes to being online because they are more than happy to click through an end user license agreement, and so they can get to their game or their bobble or whatever it happens to be, and. Regrettably, because people are so fascinated with the shiny that they will, you know, give up their privacy rather readily. And this is something that you know we have to collectively do a better job of making sure that people are aware of what they're giving up when they are, you know, agreeing to various things online or putting their personal information out there. I think we all know, or should know, when we put personal information out there, what could potentially happen. But when we're going to our internet providers, when we're buying that you know, or engaging in that cell phone contract, is there a, a certain amount of oversight, spying, if you will, that's occurring nonetheless? Well, by definition, spy agencies do what they're paid to do. And, you know, in, depending on the country, they do it to various degrees. In Canada, we're no different. We do have agencies that are actually, you know, looking for threats. The, the, where I get concerned is if they have a lack of proper oversight of themselves. So yes, they are monitoring traffic. Are they being monitored themselves? And, you know, you want to make sure that the potential for abuse is mitigated with things like having warrants and things like that. 
because we see things like various um, law enforcement agencies in Canada are wanting a new law that would allow them the ability to have um, to compel people to give up their passwords. And this could potentially be a slippery slope if it is not properly over. Uh, if there's not proper oversight. The Canadian Cyber Incident Response Center is mm-hmm. um, a coordinating cyber crime investigations across jurisdictions. Part of this consultation they're talking about is certifying businesses that meet recognized cybersecurity standards, guidelines, or best practice framework. Another is encouraging senior business executives to report to their boards on the cybersecurity health of their organization. Uh, this is all good stuff? Uh, the, the problem that I have with the uh, Canadian Cyber Incident Response <clears throat> try that again, Response Center, is that it is geared towards critical infrastructure. It really does not take into account people at home, which are far more vulnerable. And with the amount of money that has been poured into that group over the years, they should be doing a far better job than they are. And I really hope that part of the outcome of this whole consultation is that they actually do a better job at doing their job. With us on 680 CJOB is the founder of Liquid Matrix Security Digest, Dave Lewis, the federal government is doing a cybersecurity consultation over the next several months. In the end, one of the other questions they're asking is, does the law protect private companies from passing information that is obviously sensitive? You think of uh, somebody that is engaged in either hate or terrorism or perhaps um, in, uh, in, in, in child trafficking – passing that information off onto police, but is there a liability aspect to that? So they're really being thorough in this approach, aren't they? Well, that is the hope, yes. And I really think that the the right frame of mind is there to address this at this point in time. Um, yes, those kind of crimes absolutely should be ferreted out, but it should be done in a proper process, making sure that, you know, innocent people don't get scooped up in the, process, in the you know, exercising of this sort of investigation. What's your expectations of this? My expectation is somewhat muted because this has been going on for literally years um, in various uh, different incarnations. And I'm really hopeful that something coherent will come out of this. Um, cautiously optimistic, I think, is the best way to put it. Um, whether or not that actually transpires remains to be seen, but I will uh, wait and see. Will it help us ultimately come up with a strategy? That in the in the case of and I'll point to the one where where, where Apple and helping the U.S. government, the FBI, getting backdoor access to a terrorist's phone, and the issues therein between wanting to protect speech at all costs, but also being able to provide vital information for police to fight the terrorist threat. Is it the expectation or the hope that some of those very critical issues of speech, of free speech, are going to be solved by this process? Uh, Solved? No. But, I mean, the case in point that you bring up was a lot of smoke and mirrors on the part of the FBI. The the thing that they don't talk about is that particular uh, terrorist had two different phones, one that he destroyed, the other one he did not, and the iPhone was the one that was not destroyed. And on top of it, they didn't seem to be able to have any concept of chain of custody because they ended up resetting the password on the phone. Um, I guess they were trying to guess it to get in. They basically made a mess of things, and they tried to compel Apple to do it because they had you know, bungled the entire thing. 
And this is one of the things I worry about is making sure that we have proper oversight so that we don't see that sort of behavior played out again in Canada. Appreciate your time. I can hear your concern, though, in the subtext of our conversation here. I can hear your maybe borderline cynicism about this, too. (laughs) Well, I've been doing this for 25 years, so you kind of gain that cynicism naturally. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hopeful, but it's one of those things where we have to make sure that we do it right the first time. Thanks again, Dave. My pleasure. Thank you. Dave Lewis joining us on 680 CJOB. He is founder of Liquid Matrix Security Digest. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.